Today, AOC is again heckled by her own constituents. We love to see it. Corinne Jean-Pierre tries to deflect on oil prices, and the State Department is funding drag shows abroad. Uh, buckle up, guys. We've got a lot coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Yakubuyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, also joined by Blaze TV host himself, the legendary Pat Gray, of course, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, please subscribe mm -hmm. to both of these gentlemen's podcasts. And um, I am, listen, there's no shortage of uh, things to get into. It just seems the world is getting Crazier and crazier. Um, let me start with yesterday, Project Veritas, uh, who is just, man, they are doing tremendous work right now, uh, going undercover, rooting out people who are working in schools, who are just saying horrendous things. This particular time, it was a really, really good one. Uh, this was a video showing Chris Bow from New York City Mayor Eric Adams' advance team telling an undercover reporter that he has no sympathy for public sector employees who lost their jobs over the COVID vaccine mandate, and that is the stance of this administration. Watch. The cops are mad at us, though, because we roll back the private sector mandate, but are rolling back the public sector mandate. Like, public service employees still have to be man uh, vaccinated, but we were requiring all private employers mandate vaccines as well. And we've stopped doing that. So. Why? No, no. Who gives a that COVID's over, is the short answer. Why are we still doing it for the public sector? I don't know. We'll probably stop that in a few months. 1,400 people voluntarily quit their jobs rather than get vaccinated. They don't serve their jobs back. They chose not to do a very, very harmless thing that like protects the rest of society. I don't give they're like, this is unfair. You can deal with it. We're allowed to set the terms of employment, period. What does the mayor say? He said they quit. Why do they, why should they get their jobs back? They quit. I have no sympathy for them. Like, they made a choice. That was the rule. You had a very cushy government job. You could always go not work for the government. Although for a while you could. You just had to move out of New York, which was yeah. great. I agree. It was great because as uh, New York officials have said time and time again, if you do not agree with all of these uh, officials who are dictating all of these things to you, you should move. That's what they've told you. And I completely agree. If you disagree with that and you are a conservative who is still living in New York, please move. Go to Florida. Come to Texas. We would like to have you and uh, we will appreciate you much more than your officials there. Uh, so the employee, you know, you might think when you hear the news that the employee was fired, you might think that that, great, great. They're taking responsibility for the horrible things that he said about people for not wanting to put uh, an injection into their body. Well, he was actually fired, but not for those comments. He was fired for uh, comments disparaging first responders when he said being a cop is like the cushiest gig in the city. Like, you might get shot, but otherwise it's very good. <laughs> 
So that was actually why he got fired. Oh, the press release man. about his termination reads, this was a low-level staffer who had no private or special access to the mayor and who wasn't hired by, his, by this administration. His comments today disparaging first responders are completely unacceptable, and we terminated this employee effective immediately. Uh, and, of course, accuses Project Veritas of lying to spin false narratives and deceive the American people. Um, this is an enterprise, they say, run by a convicted criminal and one that admitted to lying about their identity. So here's the thing. Um, I, I love, and you know what? The left has done this with me lately as well, um, gaslighting me into, you know, they're saying I'm lying about the drag show that I clearly went to and clearly bought tickets to, and it clearly said all ages welcome in all of the descriptions, and there clearly were children there, and they say, um, that's not true, you're lying. They're, they're calling Project Veritas a liar, so am I to understand that this was just a deep fake, and the guy didn't say the things, that this is all a lie, this is all completely made up, because it happened, but that's their go-to, it's just, no, you're a liar. It didn't happen. No, it happened. We have it right there. If you want to claim that this is a low-level staffer, you can claim this is a low-level staffer. He seemed pretty confident what Mayor Eric Adams actually did say. He answered that question very quickly and very confidently. So if you want to, if you want to like spin, and that's your narrative, you're welcome to spin it that way. But to say they're lying when we just watched all of the video seems to be a common theme from the left. Is just when in doubt, just say it's a lie, and maybe someone will believe it. Yeah, because honestly, you know, th this is the real life version of the metaverse. They live in the metaverse. They live in this alter reality where, as we say, so it is. And so they are fluid in everything. They're fluid in gender and sexuality, and they're also fluid in truth. So they truly do, Sarah, believe that if they tell you it's a lie, that you're going to gobble that up and just take it as a lie versus I'm seeing something and my mm -hmm. eyes are telling me this is it. Maybe America needs to start trusting what they're seeing. And, and okay, if it's a low level staffer, it really doesn't matter. It's still somebody that was in the organization. And then and the other thing they always do the left is they'll just distance themselves from their own. They just ostracize their own and distance themselves and create a gap and say, it's a lie. He's lying. He didn't have access. He didn't know, you know, he didn't have enough information. He's disparaged because we pushed him out because he's not one of us. Uh, but they do believe that the Americans will buy the lie. Yeah. They that, do. I mean, to be fair, there's a too high of, a, a, of the population who actually will. Yes. I think not not the not the people who are watching this program, but unfortunately, I mean, even one would be too many because you see that the video is out there. But unfortunately, people just take that and eat it up and run with it. Yeah, and aren't they saying that it was Project Veritas that lied? Yeah, not him, right? Right. So no, Veritas lied. Yeah. Yeah. Project so Veritas lied. Then why did you fire it? <laughs> How? Uh, right. You can't have it both did ways. Did you manipulate the the tape to right. make him say what he said? Right. It's. They do this every time Project Veritas uncovers some douchebag like this. And they scream it was taken out of context or it's a lie or whatever. And it's clearly not. It is clear that that wasn't edited. They didn't make him say something he didn't say. He said all of those things. And, you know, we could go back over everything he said and relitigate uh, who should get the vaccine and how effective it is. And we now know... Mm -hmm unbelievable things about the vaccine yeah. on how it wasn't even tested to begin with yeah. and and that there is there were and are problems with it and side effects with it and to fire people after they've already gotten a job 
and that wasn't part of their uh, employment to begin with, and now it is all of a sudden, is unfair and ridiculous. And uh, but you know, it 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 doesn't do any but good I, at this I, point. But I do think Pat, though, his attitude towards other Americans, right, is the general attitude in the left. It's yeah. like it's like f them. Who yeah. cares? Who, they don't. They really don't care about anybody that, but themselves in the moment. And if you happen to align with them in that moment, hey, then you're on the ship and you're moving. But if you break rank, then they'll just cut you off, ostracize you, because the movement moves on and the movement is agnostic of the American people, what they want to accomplish here. You know, it, it shocked me when I was at the United Nations two weeks ago and general conversations I addressed it in the assembly. And general conversations and breakfast and lunch was how to create the global citizen. How do you, in fact, not have borders? How do you have, you know, the society and the government raise the child and not mm. the family? And it's just general talk. It's, mm. like it's, it's like it's just common knowledge. It is the narrative and just keep pushing it. And anybody like this guy that breaks rank, ostracize him. He, wasn't, he didn't have access. He doesn't speak for us. And just, it's a lie. Veritas is lying. And then they just keep moving, man. Mm -hmm. They don't halt the bus. They just steamroll. So... Yeah, I mean, hats off to uh, to James O'Keefe and, and the folks over at Project Veritas for not just losing their minds on these people all the time because I, I get... I t I, I tend to take it personally when people say I'm lying about something that I know that I am not lying about, you know? And so people mm -hmm. can say, they, and of course they do, say, make all sorts of remarks about me, about my physical appearance, or, you know, you're just some dumb bimbo or whatever. And I don't care about any of that. But, like, you're saying I'm lying about something I know I'm not lying about, yeah. and I'm a yeah. person of integrity, and that bothers me. It it's must just... They're attacking your character. Yes. Right? Especially it... when you have video evidence. Yeah. Right. It's right, right there in front of them. What do you mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. uh, especially, I mean, in my case with the drag show, I hate to keep going back to that, but it's fresh on my mind because I'm constantly battling these people right now. And um, they're like, "It no, it, it's at 18 and up. And I'm like, I just showed you a video a child with a video. young child yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think mm -hmm. that your point is? Like, what is your point? Do you... Uh, Hello? Did you, do you have eyeballs? Did you just watch? Are you a blind viewer? I don't understand what the problem is. Um, but I, okay, so as we're on the topic of New York, I want to switch gears here and talk about uh, New York City building shelters for single adult male mm -hmm. illegal immigrants mm -hmm. that include, because when you think about like what are the basics that these people really, really need, obviously three uh, meals a day plus snacks. But more importantly, um, we definitely need to include Xboxes, apparently. Here's what's going on in New York City. If you're a single adult man, you're gonna come here to this facility starting tomorrow. When migrants first walk in after intake, they will see a recreational room set up with rows of couches, TVs, Xboxes, and board games. There will also be a phone bank so migrants can connect with family in order to find more permanent housing. We can do that in 24 hours, maybe even less. Many times, it's going to take longer than that. It could take days. Next, there is a cafeteria that will provide migrants with three meals a day, and snacks, coffee, and tea will be available 24-7. Those meals are all culturally appropriate. It is uh, South American fare. I mean, I want to strangle people. Seriously, Sarah, I can't even. Thank God they're culturally appropriate. I mean, I mean what, what would we do? Who cares? Please, they don't need to assimilate. It's going for us. It's working so well, bringing all of these people in and having them not assimilate to anything at all and breaking the laws constantly. That's great. This is going really well. I would like to know, this was not clear in this, who actually, is it, is it just New York taxpayers that are paying for this? Is it specifically New York City taxpayers who are paying for this? 
is the federal government no. giving them any funds? Like, who actually is funding this? Because I don't particularly care for my tax money to go uh, towards illegal immigrants being rewarded with Xboxes. I can almost guarantee you they're getting federal funding to deal with the migrant crisis. Well, why? They're no, the no. ones who decided to be a sanctuary I, I, city. I understand. But, I didn't no, choose but, that. No, but remember, with sanctuary status comes federal funding. Mm -hmm. That's why Illinois mm -hmm. and J.B. Pritzker and these guys are sanctuary cities, because they get federal funding. So there's federal funding. But, but forget about that. Let's talk about the criminal element. Single able-bodied military-aged men are flooding across this border. Nobody's checking where they're from, what gang they're affiliated with, their track record in their country, their criminal record in their country because they discard citizenship at the border. They're coming over. You have no idea. You could have Syrians in there. You could have North Koreans in there, whatever. And, and let's reward them with meals. All while the American citizen that's sleeping on the pavement in Times Square tonight mm -hmm who was born in this country, who ha who's down on his luck, who maybe had a hard time. He doesn't get an Xbox and three meals a day culturally appropriate. No, the American is forgotten here, Pat. It's forget about the American. Mm -hmm. Let's play to anybody. Just flood in so we can have this bleeding, compassionate heart, so we can get people to see how good we are and vote for us. But on the, in the process, step on the American citizen. Walk over the American citizen. It's despicable. And isn't there already a place for a single young man to go? It's called the YMCA. <laughs> you can have a good time. You can get a good meal. You can do whatever you feel at the YMCA. Come on, Pat. Right? Come I mean, on, Pat. Have we not known can that we, since we, 1978? We, we, Lots of single men of all shapes and sizes and varieties, too. Right. You've got motorcycle cop. Yeah. you got the Indian, mm -hmm. Native American. Yeah. you got the construction worker. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Very diverse. Very diverse. <laughs> Very. Oh, well, can we remember, this is a city that doesn't frown upon sex crimes. This is a city that if you create a sex crime, you get fingerprinted and sent home with no bail. No bail. Mm. Okay, these single men from who knows where is now roaming around the city, can go do who knows what from 8 to 5 or 9 to 5 and come get a hot meal and just float in and out. They're not confined. Mm -hmm. Like it's a halfway house and, and not legal and who knows what. All while you're defunding the police, you're spitting on the, on, on the cop in New York City. But we're flooding. This is a great plan. It's a phenomenal what idea. What could possibly go wrong? Um, before we get off the subject of New York, I would be remiss if I did not uh, play for you. AOC being heckled by voters at a town, a town hall event. They were chanting, AOC has got to go. Here's some of that. And of course, they always touch you. Yeah. They always touch Very you. Thank With you, a mask on her face, Thank touching you. someone else. And pay attention. It's not all white people that say AOC has got to go. No, it's everybody. Listen, listen, okay, listen. Wow. Was that supposed to be cute? Mm. Is she trying to be what? Is she trying to be from the... Bronx? Yeah. Trying to be, you know, from the Bronx there? That's uh, really... Li listen, I commend the people who did that. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what we all should be doing, is going to these events 
and speaking up and making our minds heard peacefully, mm. by the way. They were all peaceful. I didn't hear any obscenities, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't hear any, any sort of... They weren't uh, being violent. They weren't being violent. They were not threatening. And still, they got their hands, uh, hands put on them mm -hmm. because that's always what the left does. They, cannot, they can't control themselves. Mm -hmm. they, have, they have to commit the assault. Uh, so good on them. And I, you know, AOC, I think you embarrassed yourself, but I'm sure that you're quite used to that. Uh, we've got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, look, if you want to know uh, what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts here in Texas. The left is losing their minds at the fact that they have been losing ground. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they have been such a force for conservative values because they're taking a portion of your bill and they're funding conservative causes and conservative candidates who believe in what you believe in. And guess what? They're winning. They have affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They're going to offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. They all use uh, multiple networks at this point. And you can port over your number. You can pick a new one, pick a new phone, port over your phone, do whatever. But make sure you're supporting conservative causes by going to patriotmobile.com news. You'll get free activation with the offer code news. That is patriotmobile.com news. We all have to band together right, right now. You can do that over at patriotmobile.com news. Yesterday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about Joe Biden's plan to refill oil reserves once prices hit uh, $67 to $72 a barrel and called it a good price for taxpayers. <laughs> Just for reference, in 2020, Trump wanted to fill them at $24 a barrel, but Democrats blocked him from doing so and uh, call it a called it a bailout for big oil. But that was then, and this is now. And there's a Democrat in charge, so we excuse everything, or at least they do. Jean-Pierre claimed it was a different time back then. See, that's, that's their code. No, 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 no. Let me explain to you how it's different, because we're the ones in charge, and we say so. Watch. In 2020, when Congress was debating uh, funding for replenishing the SPR yeah. at a low price, Democrats blocked it, saying that it was a bailout for big oil. But now, President so Biden said I, today that it would be a, a good Yeah, I know today. exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about when uh, Donald Trump was trying to sell it at $20 uh, per per, uh, per barrel to buy, to, yeah, to buy it. Look, it was a different time then. It was not the same situation that we are currently in. The reserve was that? close to full capacity at that time, and so there was no has reason uh, to, uh, to, to, you know, to make that type of uh, repurchase. It, I, it really, I, like, I listen to her and I feel like my head's going to explode at any second. Uh -huh. It yeah. is, so, it's so crazy making. It's like, okay, yes, it was a different time now. Uh, it was a different time then. Why is that? Who changed the policies around here to make gas prices skyrocket? Oh, it was you. Also, uh, there we had a much higher reserve at that particular point. Oh, mm -hmm. did we? Who's been depleting them? Oh, that's right, it's still you. And then you want to stand there in front of the American public and try to explain your way out of why you are, uh, you're running out of oil and you think that a good deal would be $72 a barrel. Uh, by the way, Mark Mills, who is an energy expert at the Manhattan Institute, said uh, many of the economic forecasters agree that oil prices will likely stay between $80 to $100 a barrel for the next three to five years. Yep. So, thanks. Yep. Things are, uh, things are going really, really well. Um, I also want to play for you guys before, before I hear your thoughts. I want to play. She wasn't done making her brilliant, insightful statements. She also said that the Biden administration has not ruled out banning petroleum products. Watch. 
How seriously is the administration considering a ban on um, U.S. petroleum products? So um, everything is on the table. Uh, don't have anything right now uh, to preview. Clearly, our focus today is to uh, make sure that we uh, deliver on the president's promise, is to continue to lower gas prices for the American people. Uh, but again, they don't have anything to preview uh, at this time. Hmm. Um, so I just want to, that's like, all plastics, right? And like electronics, <laughs> smartphones, tires, uh, eyeglasses, tires, mm -hmm. uh, children's toys, clothing, um, medication, lipstick, uh, hair dye, perfume, pharmaceuticals, clothing, I, all kinds. I mean, it's pillows. The list goes on. Yeah, but can we can we mention the obvious one? Gasoline. Right. And then she ends her statement with the president's promise is to lower the price of gas. And you're going to do that by buying well from Saudi Aramco or from Putin. Mm -hmm. You're going to lower our gas prices by buying foreign oil. And banning petroleum products. And banning products? petroleum here. <laughs> no, you're going to lower okay. the prices by drill, baby, drill, Sarah Palin, locally and using our resources, phenomenal resources, and fracking and, and the safest drilling techniques in the world. You're going to do that and you're going to open mm. up the economy. That's how you're going to lower gas prices. So it's such a cockamamie, hodgepodge, vomit soup kitchen that she delivers every day, okay? Because in one sentence, she tells you, yeah, it's on the table. We may just ban petroleum altogether, mm -hmm. but we're going to deliver on that promise, baby. We're going to lower gas prices. Mm -hmm. it's, it's disgusting. And yesterday, she was denying that Joe Biden was trying to put oil companies out of business. Mm. So yesterday, In 24 hours, 24 hours later, <laughs> banning petroleum is on the table. <laughs> but you're not trying to shut down oil. Right. Oh OK. <laughs> How does that freaking work? Uh, it is the insanity here. It's dumb and dumb is between her and the president. It's dumb and dumber. Horrible. It is really well, and how many statements they just completely contradict themselves on and yeah. have absolutely no repercussions. Case yes. in point, uh, when Joe Biden went on what was it, 60 Minutes, and said the pandemic was over, and mm -hmm. less than 24 hours after that, the White House was like, no, 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 he didn't mean that. No, we still want the student loan forgiveness, and we still want uh, the EUAs, and we still want no, 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 no. We are definitely still in a pandemic. No, he wasn't wearing a mask or anything like that. But we are definitely still in a pandemic. It it's really, really sad to see. Um, and uh, so I want to I want to play for you one more clip of um, if we have time, I'll play more. But of a Karine Jean-Pierre uh, talking about the baby formula issue, because this mm. is an issue that is still ongoing. Some Eight Americans months. are still yeah, struggling to find baby formula. And mm. uh, when asked about this, as you would imagine, she just gave a, just a completely nonsensical answer that really didn't make much sense, which is right on brand for her watch. The U.S. Census Bureau said recently that adults in roughly one-third of households with infant children that use formula had trouble finding it. Obviously, the administration has taken a number of steps over the last several months to try to address this shortage. Uh, why is the shortage still ongoing after so much time, and what more can be done? So, look, the president and his administration has... Um, um, has taken actions, as you know, uh, through the last several months uh, to make sure that uh, we have progress to address uh, this current this issue, uh, this issue uh, f uh, that is currently happening right now, and also to avoid any f future issues. Currently happening right now. That currently was, happening right this issue. This currently issue. That was a that was a, right com now. a Kamala Harris. She's starting response. to sound like it Kamala was. Harris. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's like, Maybe it's Kamala's scriptwriter that's writing this script. It's really not that hard, Sarah. Stop hoarding baby formula at the border for all the migrants, number one. Let's start there. 
right? And then just uh, let's talk about all the food processing plants that burned down this year. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about these things, the real issues. And if you want to solve a problem like this, Pat, if it's a priority, you would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not a hard problem to solve. Right. So it's not a priority. No, and the, and the food plant thing is yep. really bizarre. Very real. Uh, mm-hmm. And very, very real. real. And, and, a, and a problem that nobody's talking about. Mm-hmm. What is it? 150 fires? 150 or now, at, at burning down. Yeah. yeah. 150 food plants just it's just a coincidence spontaneous combustion <laughs> it just it just yeah. happens you yeah know? Oh, what you think that's not a coincidence prove it prove it <laughs> prove it conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. prove it alex jones where's your tinfoil hat you just wait and see <laughs> the truth always comes out um all right i okay i want to we i don't we don't have time to get into it but i do want to play uh one more quick clip corinne jean-pierre who maybe perhaps told the truth for the first time in her life when she said she didn't understand a question being asked to her. Uh, this was about sending migrants to Joe Biden's home state. Watch. But does President Biden want more migrants to come to Delaware? I don't even un- understand that question, but I'll move on. Go ahead. We know, sweetheart. Mm. She <laughs> really doesn't. We know, honey. You and your boss both, you don't understand much. It's going to be okay. Um, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, First Liberty. So the left really, I mean, they, they have... They're saying the quiet parts out loud now, especially when it comes to trying to pack the court. Now, court packing is obviously a coup, and uh, if they have it their way, they will install at least four more justices so they can rig the system in their favor, which would obviously be catastrophic for our entire country. We cannot let that happen. This is why First Liberty is asking you to sign their letter. They are gathering a coalition of one million patriots to say no to the liberal liberal agenda and the Supreme Court coup. Um, This is the easiest thing I'm going to ask you to do today. It costs you no money. It will take 10 seconds of your time and you will be sending a message. You can go to supremecoup.com to sign First Liberty's letter. That is supremecoup.com. The State Department under the Biden administration awarded a $20,600 grant to the Centro Equatoriano uh, Norte Americano. This is a nonprofit organization supported by the U.S. Embassy and Consulate over in Ecuador. They are hosting drag theater performances in the name of, of course, diversity and inclusion. So the project includes three workshops. 12 drag theater performances, and a two-minute documentary, according to the grant from the State Department. And the grant is part of the State Department's public diplomacy program, which seeks to, quote, support the achievement of U.S. foreign policy goals and objectives, advance national interests, and enhance national security by informing and influencing foreign publics and by expanding and strengthening the relationship between the people and government of the United States and citizens of the rest of the world. Boy, they really do just want to bring this perversion everywhere, everywhere. They want the confusion in your kids. They want the chaos within your family unit. They want to destroy your nuclear family. It is very clear. It is very plain and simple. And they can't just stop at your kids here in America. They got to take it everywhere, including Ecuador. Can you imagine if a Donald Trump administration was to do something like this? Not that you ever would. Let's talk about the Catholic relief mission in Ecuador and in Guatemala and Honduras organizing these caravans. Look, these are agents of Satan. Okay, and Satan's number one way of inflicting pain on God's heart is to, in fact, going after the children. You can no longer say that the Biden administration is not complicit 
100% in the sexual exploitation of minors. They are. Uh, now in our country, but now coming to a country near you, they're bringing it to your doorstep. It's, it's sickening. Uh, hopefully, post-2024, we can throw some people in jail and get some people held accountable for this. But the, the sad thing is, culturally, Sarah, we're losing the youth mm. uh, in, on so many different levels. I was speaking yesterday at the, the medical forum for... 154th Medical Summit for the state of Michigan. And I was asking these doctors, I said, hey, everybody is saying they can't define what a woman is because they say they're not biologists and they're not doctors. So did you guys start this narrative? When did you have this medical breakthrough that there's no such a thing as a woman? <laughs> and they stared at me, they were, hey, it didn't come from us. I said, well, they all said it came from you. Mm -hmm. And you're saying you didn't start it, so why the heck were you silent when they couldn't define a woman? Why didn't the medical community step up and go, oh, no, we know what a woman is, because they told me last night they know what a woman is. No, because they fall in line with the political agenda while children are being harmed. So I want to throw into this uh, conversation, since, Yaku, you, you mentioned um, the children in this particular country and how the medical community has just, I mean, they're, do no harm is apparently completely out the window. Um, this is an 11-year-old drag queen that we talked about yesterday. This is, I think I was pronouncing the name wrong. I, I believe it's uh, uh, Vanellope. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know what these weird drag names, Vanellope. I don't know how to, it's Vanellope. That's supposed to be very cute and roll off the tongue. This is in Oregon. And uh, one of Vanellope's drag moms, which is one of their mentors, they call them drag moms, so not Vanellope's biological mother, Vanellope's drag mom, which for some reason, uh, the biological mother allows this child to have, uh, actually was recently charged with child sex abuse offenses. This comes from Andy No, who is doing wonderful work over at the Post Millennial. On August 11th, Kelsey M. Boren, who uses the stage name Always Craving, was arrested and charged with 12 felonies related to making and distributing child porn. Prosecutors actually found this particular person such a danger to the public that they successfully petitioned the judge to deny <clears throat> bail. By the way, at the time of, of the arrest, Boren was a teaching assistant for a special education students at an elementary school in Oregon and told detectives that the need for child porn was like an uncontrollable itch that Boren couldn't stop. So this is what's so frustrating uh, to me is that the left constantly, they want to throw in your face. They think that it's some sort of gotcha to say, well, how many drag queens do you know that have done, to, have done something bad to kids compared to all the Catholic priests out there who have done something? And it's like, guys, I'm real clear on this. I think it's gross no matter the side, but also to mm -hmm. act as if there are no drag queens who have ever engaged in this type of behavior is absolutely ludicrous. It's right here. They're doing it. And they're, they're going after your children. Do you ever think why? Do you ever think why? This is why. Yeah, only because this is our work. This is our yes. life's work every single day. Sarah, you have to understand, it is the trans movement that's driving all this because it's very sick, very ill people. Mm -hmm. And predominantly, over 80% were sexually abused themselves. Okay, and I said, look, if you can't beat them, join them. And there is insane amounts of child sexual abuse in this community, and it's perpetuated. Now it's coming out. They're flaunting it in front of you. Heck, you got the State Department promoting it in other countries. It is sick. Why is this person out of jail? 
with so many accounts of child porn distribution. Why is this person walking free? Why is this person? And then the parent that allows this individual to come within a thousand yards of their child should be thrown in jail for child abuse. Where's CPS when you truly need them? Oh, that's right. Children are being trafficked through CPS. Thank you very much. Or CPS is joining the migrant population under Joe Biden and housing migrants and forgetting about the American child. No, it is an immoral culture and there's not a single culture in history that has embraced immorality that survived. We are today Sodom and Gomorrah. We are mm -hmm. looking at these things and I'm asking the public to step up for once and hold those accountable. Those of you who know the mother of this child, step up, do something about it. Let's get some, let's get some, some prosecutions and put people behind bars. Yeah. We have to, you know, you're right. We, a society can't survive this. Um, they can't, we can't survive allowing our children to be exploited and just looking the other way or thinking that it's okay or listening to the people who say there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, we all know what five years ago everybody agreed with that, right? Was it was it ten years ago? I, I think it was even sooner than that, more recently than that. And now all of a sudden you've got a segment of our society that is saying uh, these drag performances are okay for young children to be a part of, and in some cases to participate in. And then you've got eleven-year-olds. How many eleven? I've heard about three or four of these eleven-year-olds that are big stars within the drag community because apparently people love them and they get off on that and it's sick it's sick and twisted and it's really really wrong really evil but at, at an elementary at an elementary level pat think about this what kind of an individual right <clears throat> feels like it's okay for them to perform this drag show to a child that's already a mm -hmm. human being that's very dysfunctional yeah the need that must be a child that must be prepubescent -pu right yeah that's already every red flag you need just the desire to want to do that mm -hmm. right? and by the way there's a number of drag queens people that participate in that community that are saying the same thing. They're frowning They're saying, upon hey, this, leave yes. the kids alone. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. yes. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they need, they need to be the ones who are leading this yeah, charge. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They really and, do. and some of them have been pretty outspoken. Self-governed yeah. in the community, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, by the way, really, this is a great, uh, great time to remind you guys, if you have not signed up over at defendkidstx.com, uh, we are we are trying to do just that, and we need your help. It's time for everyone to stop sitting on the sidelines and start acting and uh, join us in this fight because it quite literally is a fight for our children. Um, all right, we, uh, we've got to take a quick break, and we will be back with the CDC, who just officially voted to add COVID-19 vaccine to the child immunization schedule. Huh, it's almost mm. like someone predicted that. We'll be back with more. All right, so uh, the CDC, of course, we talked uh, yesterday about the CDC scheduled to vote on whether or not they wanted to include the COVID-19 vaccine in the recommended childhood vaccination schedule. Uh, as expected, the CDC Vaccine Advisory Committee 
recommended that the vaccine be added to this schedule. Many states, of course, use this list as their guideline when they craft their own vaccination requirements for schools and daycare. And uh, the vote was unanimous. Now, one of the committee members, Dr. Matthew Daly, acknowledged concerns raised in public comments, saying, I appreciate that there is symbolism in adding COVID-19 to the childhood immunization schedule. And that symbolism <coughs> is, that when, is that we view this as routine and that we view this as COVID is here to stay. When I think about the routine immunization schedule as a practicing pediatrician, I think about it as an opportunity, it sounds like Kamala Harris, uh, in my patients to prevent serious disease and death. That's what I view as, and if something is added to the schedule, it's because I feel like the benefits continue to strongly outweigh the risks. So apparently this is a doctor who has not looked at any of the data. Mm. Uh, only 9% mm. of children aged six months to four years old and 38% of children five to 11 have received their first shot. This is, of course, according to the same CDC. Um, I wanna, I wanna show for you Representative Thomas Massey's tweet from earlier today. Uh, he's highlighted a slideshow in the committee's presentation for evidence for vaccinating children that said. Rates of myocarditis after primary series in children ages 5 to 11 considerably lower than rates in adolescents. So the, the big sell to you guys is that when you get it to your baby babies, uh, they actually have less myocarditis than your older babies <laughs> that you're still going to be injecting. So this is kind of... No. Don't do this it. This is great news. This is really great news. I, and thank you for saying that, Pat. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's no reason Ever. to. Ever. There is no reason to. A, it doesn't stop any transmission I, of the CDC stinking just virus. Said it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. B, <laughs> kids are not susceptible. We should be protecting the most vulnerable. If you want to, uh, if you want to inoculate. Every 95-year-old in the world, go ahead. I mean, let them choose, though. Don't, but let them choose. Make them. Yeah. Yes. But the kids are not vulnerable to this disease, really. Uh, it, there's been scant few that have had serious cases of COVID-19. And it's not, to me, it's not worth the risk. I think the risk far outweighs the benefit of getting this vaccine in, in younger kids. Well, it's not just you. That's right. what the data suggests. Yes. That's what the data overwhelmingly it says. It, that's not you. And how many times are we going to see teenagers drop dead, young adults drop dead? We're supposed to believe right now that sudden adult death syndrome has been around forever. Oh, yeah, that's nothing new. What do you? I have never heard about that in my life, yeah. ever. Healthy adults, young adults, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. dying for no reason, mm -hmm. and they've been fully vaccinated and boosted. Pat, yesterday morning at 10 a.m. in South Africa, I didn't talk about it. My brother was released from the ICU. His heart rate for 10 days fell to 31 beats a minute. Wow! This guy oh is gosh. fit. He's healthy. We, we, it was. It, is it vaccination? Yep. And it caused a heart issue. Wow. Myocarditis. Oh, there is absolutely no question. The CDC is telling you that there was no research that getting the vaccine can prevent you from getting COVID. Mm -hmm. So why would you give it to a child when that doctor says it's preventative to prevent them from getting disease? This strikes home to a point where you, you can't even imagine the family walked through, the la my brother walked through the last 11 days. A guy that is in incredible mm. shape, young, fit. No, this is a program to keep stock, 
stockholders happy. How would they make money, Sarah? Oh, that's right. You put it in the schedule of child vaccines so that you can do what? Put pressure on the parent at school. Your child cannot mm-hmm. come to school if what? If not fully vaccinated. Oh, that's right. COVID right. vaccines part of that schedule. This is sick. It's sick. It is. It, okay. And it, it is. It, it go and I yes, I agree with you. It also it's kind of twofold because it is, of course, a money maker. Which is again, it's like look into the vaccines that you guys are actually giving your children. Why are you giving your newborn, literally newborn, a Hep B vaccine? Yes. Where where is your newborn going to contract hepatitis B? What is what is the likelihood of that happening? Do you know what's actually in this? You got to question. You start questioning everything, please. But with this particular one. They have, they're shielded from liability, right? If yeah. something goes wrong. Yeah. That's right. And With they're just the voting now to make that permanent. Well, correct. Because whenever you put a vaccine in the childhood immunization schedule, you get the same types of liability immunity when it is a childhood vaccine. Right. So they have to do this because if they mm-hmm. don't, they will face all sorts of lawsuits if mm-hmm. it's on the market and it's not a childhood vaccine. So I'm telling you guys, I told you this yesterday, those of you who watch every day, I'm sorry to hear, uh, you're going to hear me repeat myself. There are a f- there are a few there are a few states where there are very very few exemptions and they're only medical and they're very very hard to get. There are quite a few states that allow conscientious objections, religious exemptions, medical exemptions. I mean, they allow the gamut. You just have to go looking. Do not just listen to someone tell you, "Well, we got to get them for public school." We got to get them for public school. Now, I would argue, get your kids the hell out of public public schools. But got it. I realize that's a touchy subject for some people. So I'm I'm just going to say, because I care about your children more than the government cares about your children, I'm going to tell you the truth, which is you need to go and look for yourself. Go look up the vaccination requirements in your state. Go look up the exemptions in your state, because Mm -hmm. here in Texas, it's very, very easy it's very, very easy. You go to the government's website and they send you a form. You fill it out, get it notarized. You, pu- you send it into your kid's school. You have to update it every two years and that's it. You're done. You do not have to get your kids vaccinated. Please, please, please educate yourselves because I care about you guys and I care about your children. And this is this is not good. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, Sarah. We, this is going. Yeah. This is going to. I, this is probably going to get me kicked off YouTube. I don't know. This this is going to kill a lot of children. There, there's no question. There's no doubt. And, and we're not even talking about the vaccine schedule for American kids being the most egregious vaccine mm-hmm. vaccine schedule of any country on earth. Seventy-two. Seventy-two doses, from doses zero to by the time they're eighteen. This, I come from Africa. We got West Nile virus and Ebola, and we got <laughs> we got viruses walking. <laughs> Walking on legs in that, and we don't have nearly the same vaccine schedule, right? And mind you, let's talk about autism rates through the roof, directly tied to vaccine schedules, right? We know so so far beyond autism, you're now into, yep, how do we hide this thing in plain sight? Let's get it into the childhood schedule to get the protections. Well, no liability. I'm yep. fairly confident we're gone from YouTube now. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And it was worth it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. It's flat out true.
Welcome back to our YouTube viewers. Of course, we said some things that the YouTube overlords wouldn't like very much, but they're all very true, so you should make sure to go check them out on Blaze TV uh, or the audio podcast. So San Francisco, really quickly, is spending $1.7 million to build a single public toilet in No Valley Town Square that will not be ready until not 2023, not 2024, but yes, 2025. <laughs> <laughs> spokesperson said the high cost is due to onerous demands and unpredictable costs levied by PG&E. Construction costs have, that have skyrocketed 20 to 30 percent in the past two years and employment of workers who are being paid a living wage with benefits. Um, apparently, the constituents have been asking for a public toilet. Uh, must be some kind of bathroom, open. huh? That uh, must be something. That's what I'm like. Nice. Is this is this like etched in gold? Like, Jeez. what are we talking about? Is it and diamond three encrusted? Three years to build? Come on. <laughs> I mean, this, this is this is the level of efficiency you uh -huh. will get from the left. Okay, this is yep. what it would look like. Yeah. So yeah. I want to know. I, I assume that the uh, the public is clamoring for it because they're tired of all of the homeless people using the streets yeah. as their toilet. And they're like, Probably. please, for the love of God, give them a toilet in the town square. We're tired of them yeah. crapping all over the streets. Well, um, I don't think that that's going to stop, actually. Because <laughs> it turns out when you're uh, homeless and you're a drug user and you're, you know, a meth addict, I don't think you care where you go to the bathroom. But great job. <laughs> great job, San Francisco. If you are conservative, please get the hell out of there. Come to Texas. I don't know. Uh, but uh, thank you, guys, gentlemen. Only if you're conservative. Don't well, come to Texas and bring that nonsense here. That's what I said. Okay, now I'm just making <laughs> <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.